Hey citizens, welcome to the Cage Cast, episode 5. Today I watched Pay the Ghost from 2015, and what the fuck was it? I don't know, I don't know, I don't, we'll get into it. I watched it at 11.30 at night, and then it took me until 1 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning to finish, because I kept pausing it, because I kept losing my interest, but that's not here nor there, so let's get into this movie here. This is recent Cage. This is uh, this is 2017 right now. This is two years ago, 2015. You can do the math on that, right? Before I watched this movie, it looked terrible. I was like, what the fuck is that thing? It looked like he's just like, you see this? He's just like, what's going on over there? What's he get? He looks like he has a bat, but he has a flashlight in his fucking hand, as if that's a, a, a great weapon throughout history. What is this, Alan Wake? That's right, video game people, that's a joke. It's a video game joke. Enjoy it. Well, it looks terrible. The posters look terrible. There's like little ghost kids that you don't even notice until you look at it deeper. To be honest, I didn't notice those ghost kids were there until like, after I watched the movie and just put this poster up here. This isn't here all the time, believe it or not. I didn't know what the fuck this movie's about. It's on Netflix. That's the only reason I watched it. Someone on Facebook recommended it because I asked for suggestions and I was like, yep, that might as well. This is my chance to watch this movie. It looked fucking terrible. <laughs> This movie starts off with a cold open in New York, 1679, or some shit like that. Um, it's not some shit like that. I wrote it down over here. I have little notes. Uh, I don't know why I acted like I didn't know, like I was guessing. I, I literally wrote it down as it was happening on screen. That's what I do. Why am I doing this? What is what's wrong with me? Anyway, um, some kids are in a the basement. They hear their mom upstairs get killed, and then one of them screams mama because kids are dumb, and they, they like to get killed in movies like this. They like to scream and ruin their lives. If they had kept quiet, I bet they would have gone unnoticed. But, um, I don't think we know they're dead yet, but they fucking die for, you know, that's what the movie's about. Spoiler alert if you want to watch this movie. Fucking, maybe. I don't even want to say don't watch this movie, I'll say maybe. <sighs> Obviously it cuts to modern day after that. Um, we see Nick Cage, he's married to, um, the Walking Dead girl. Um, Sarah John Wayne Gacy, I think is her name. I think that was right. I think I nailed it right there. They have a kid together as a redhead for some reason. Uh, they, he's, he's never at home. I'm just going to skim through this. He's never at fucking home. He's always, they show Cage in the library. I guess it's a library. And you're like, oh, he's deep and intellectual because he's got some fucking glasses on. He's in a library. Oh, this is smart Cage. Are we going to have to add a fourth category to this? I can't handle four categories. <laughs> uh, this will go along with the natural treasure cage. He's a smart intellectual man because he wears glasses. And he studies, I don't know, something. Doesn't fucking say. Anyway, the point is he's never home. He seems like his child doesn't really get to see him a whole lot. He's missing Halloween stuff. His kid saved a pumpkin for him. Uh, he's like, I'll do it tomorrow. Fucking kid, goddamn, why do I have kids? What, oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Fuck. The next day, they show him at school, and he's like, he's doing this presentation, he's reading a fucking poem, and he's having a laugh riot with his students. They are just eating it up, just like fucking, just, just slurping him up. And I was like, this is, no college course has ever been like this. First of all, it's 2015. Nobody's on their fucking phone in this classroom. They're all just like, tentatively watching him, just like, with, with anticipated breath. Just like... What's he gonna say next in this poem? I care so much about this poem. This poem. Oh, he deems himself a poet. He, 
he's amazing. And they applaud after he says happy Halloween. And every time you say happy Halloween now, I have to applaud for some reason. I can't help it. The father now gallops with terror half wild. He grasps in his arms the poor shuddering child. He reaches his courtyard with toil and with dread. The child in his arms finds he motionless. Pretty good, huh? Because they were all bound by one great and noble objective. To scare the living shit out of you. <laughs> Happy Halloween. But this doesn't happen in colleges, by the way, no. I guess he's waiting on his tenure letter. He gets it after this scene. Who fucking cares? It doesn't apply to anything. Literally, once he finds out he has tenure that they set the first half an hour setting up, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't come up again. It really doesn't. Oh my god. He gets home late, misses Halloween. He takes his kid to this fucking festival thing outside, this parade. His wife is like, come on, fuck. My deadbeat husband. Even though he's there, he just works. He's working hard at something just to let it go. I don't know if she does. She says she's pressing, getting something together for some clients. I don't know. Who fucking cares? The point is, he takes his son to the little parade thing. And then getting some ice cream, some $6 fucking ice cream for a little pre-made cone. The fucking guy didn't even make it. He just went, boop, and handed it to him. I'm like, six bucks? God damn. New York City's expensive. And then he looks over, and the kid... Meanwhile, the kid throughout the movie so far has seen, like, vultures and shit. And he sees, he sees like, a shadow outside. And he doesn't know why. He sees this guy with a camera, and he hands his camera to Nick Cage. And I'm like, that's gonna come up again. But anyway... Uh, right before he's, he's, he's getting the $6 ice cream, he looks down and the kid's like, Dad, can we pay the ghost? He's like, what the fuck? Anyway, $6 ice cream, thanks. And the kid's gone. The kid vanishes. Nick Cage freaks out. Dad, can we pay the ghost? Pay the what? Next. Right, uh, yeah, uh, swirl cone with rainbow sprinkles, please. Okay. Six bucks. Yeah. Keep the change. Charlie? Charlie? Charlie! Charlie, where are you? Charlie! He freaks the fuck out, starts screaming, you know, the kid's name. I don't remember what it was at this point. I'll be honest. It's uh, three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Excuse me. Two o'clock in the fucking morning. I don't remember the kid's name. I don't give a shit about this kid. Point is, he can't find him. Goes back to the... He talks to a cop. The cop's like, I don't know, dude. Go home, maybe? I don't know. He, knows, but he might as well have. It's been like fucking on his phone. Like, Anyway, so you going to come over to the Yeah, I'm sorry about your son, dude. Look, maybe check home. I'm going to get him inside, you girl. Like, I don't know why he's talking like that, but that's, that's as good as he was at his job. He goes home, he brings his wife into the situation, they all freak out, start screaming his name, whatever it was, in the in the parade again, they can't find him. Uh, they get the cops involved, so the cops are at their house, the cop, and then the, I don't remember the cop's character's name, who gives a shit. He's just like, we, we, we put out an Amber Alert for your kid. Cuts to later, you know, she's all mad at him because he lost him, whatever, whatever. She's just giving him a harder time, really. I get that she's upset, but don't blame him. Uh, yeah, and then it cuts to like him on the couch, or on a bed, and I was like, does he have his own studio apartment downstairs? What the f- Oh, it's later, because it took forever before it said one year later, the little scroll text. 
And I was like, oh, here we are, okay. We're one year later, they separated, that's fine. He's clearly working on the case. He's got a bunch of, you know, stereotypical posters on the wall, like the, the, the yarn that links things, this, things, this thing. The map with the pins in it. He's got all that shit. He's got the, if you're hunting a man, like if you're doing like an FBI case, you get the, the photographs, the still photographs, the eight by tens, those little glossy headshots, and you, you cross one out when one dies, like shit like that, or that league went cold, so I'll take it down. Like that shit, he's doing that stereotypical thing. He's walking around outside, he's trying to call his wife for some reason, I don't know. And then he sees Charlie, chases him down. But this is where I want to freeze, because I noticed Nick Cage is on the sidewalk. He's trying to call his wife, he's on the phone. And I noticed he wears this, he does this a lot. Where he's wearing the buttoned-up shirt, and um, I'm sorry I dressed like a hipster today. I thought it'd be fun, I don't know, I'll give it a try. He's wearing the button-up shirt, he's got the blazer on, he's got a satchel suitcase. Not a, not a suitcase suitcase, but a satchel one. One of the brown leather with a little pad right here that goes around your shoulder. And he's got a cell phone. He's got that slick back fucking hair. I swear to God he wears this wears this costume in like 75 of his fucking movies. I swear. A little montage, please. Montage. You don't have the footage for a montage? What do you mean? Are you that lazy? You don't want to... Oh my God. All right, moving on. He sees, he sees Charlie. I guess I, I wrote his name down. The kid's name. So I guess I can say it. It's Charlie. Sees him on a bus. He's just still dressed up like a fucking pirate from Halloween last year. And I'm like, uh, what? And Nick starts chasing him. I'm like, dude, that's clearly not him because he's not. He wouldn't still be dressed like a pirate at the same age. Kids are very different a year later. And he's still dressed as a fucking pirate. Did he, did he dress like a pirate the entire year he was missing? Think, Nick. Think. I know drugs. Oh, my God. I'm not going to get into that. Um... Chases the bus down, gets on the bus. I thought we were going to see a great scene where he's screaming at strangers on a bus. That I expected that kind of cage, and we were not given that. He gets on the bus, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. Charlie, he's not here. Everyone stares at him. They're like, what, this madman? I'm like, this is New York City. They've seen six stranger things since this bus ride has started than this. They would not even make eye contact whatsoever at this point. This would not even affect them. They would not look up from their book. They would not set their app down, whatever the fuck they're doing, hooking up on Tinder or Grindr, if you're into that. But they would not have reacted at all. Everyone in this movie is like so in, in tune to whatever Nick Cage is doing. Uh, unless they're like, wow, it's fucking Nick Cage. You know, what, are they shooting a movie? What the fuck's going on? Am I in the movie? What the fuck? There's a guy with the camera. He must be. So Nick Cage walks off the bus and he sees a thing, uh, some graffiti. It says, pay the ghost. The same thing his fucking kid said to him before he disappeared. And he just dropped a $6 ice cream. Let's not even get into that. Oh my God, that's $6 worth of fucking ice cream. That's like, a, that's like a Starbucks coffee you just dropped right there. What the fuck, man? That is like gold. Like ice cold gold. <sighs> you stupid kid. Anyway, uh, where was, what the fuck was I there? Holy shit. Oh, he sees the pay the ghost in graffiti, goes inside. There's a weird little homeless camp, which we've seen in a few things. Uh, he goes in there, he's asking around if anybody knows what the fuck pay the ghost means, they don't seem to know. He sees this old blind guy with dreads and he's white and he's just walking around blind. And he's like, they hear like a screaming from a woman. He's like, oh, ignore that. He covers the fire for some fucking reason. I don't know, maybe the fire goes out if, that, if she screams near it. I don't know. I don't know how ghosts scream over fire. I don't know how that whole thing works. I don't pretend to know. Um, 
I mean, I dropped out of that course in college. I'm sorry. I, I, I just, it was too overwhelming. There was, it was too involving, you know. I just couldn't handle it. I, I had to go, and the professor was kind of like, I had like a little thing with him. I don't know. Uh, moving on. He starts to hang out with his wife. She starts to believe him after she sees his little scooter move to the house. There's a whole thing where she doesn't believe him for a while, but it lasts like 14 seconds. It doesn't fucking matter. So let's just skip forward. She believes him. They're kind of together. They're hanging around at the house. They're doing research. And then he basically like moves in again. It's very strange how quickly this all happens. They, they start to get everybody else involved. His, his blonde friend, who's a German actress, who's like a huge German actress, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know her. And then the detective who Nick Cage screamed at earlier, uh, he's involved. And that plot line literally goes nowhere. At some, like it gets to a point and then it stops. He doesn't matter. The blonde does all the work. I don't know why you needed both of those characters to do the exact same information. Like they, they had these two characters that are separate and the detectives really work on the case and then the detective gets nowhere with it. And then the blonde girl's like, oh, I'll finish and I'll do this. And I'm like, why don't you just have the detective do that? What the fuck? Nick Cage and Sarah Paulson, Grayson, Gazette? I'm just saying words now. Sarah, Wayne, Collies, yeah, they get a median to go to their house, and then the medium's like, hey, what's all this? I don't see anything here. And then she's like, looks at the window and sees some storm clouds coming in. And then it's like, shoots across the wall like fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, dragged along the ceiling, and she like gets liquefied, black shit comes out of her eye, she lands on the floor, she's dead. And then the cop's like, what'd you do to her? I'm like, what? How did? How would you have done anything? What could you have possibly done to her to create that effect? Later on, he sees Kristen, his wife, um, carving something into her arm. He sees the boy. It doesn't fucking matter. She's possessed, blah, blah, blah. Spooky, spooky. And then she's like, what's you carving in your arm? And then they go to his blonde friends, the German girl, to her 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 lab. I don't know what the fuck, her, I don't know what the fuck she does. She works for the school, I guess. The school. I don't, they don't ever say any. They give no specifics at all in this movie. They just move the fuck on. And speaking of which, they go there and then they're like, hey, what's this? It's something Celtic. And then instead of just like taking a picture of me, like, hey, yeah, here's this picture on my cell phone of my arm that is neat, that really needs to heal. And I need to have bandages and, and, and ointments on it. Instead of that, what does that look like? Does that look like this this fleshy wound, bleeding pus and shit all over this? Is that? Yeah, I get. Hold on, let's hold it. Let's hold it right up to the camera. The Celtic goddess, the most revered of all Celtic symbols. There were no Celts in America. And like, I'm like, just fucking take a picture of it. What are you doing? Why are you just waving that thing around? You carved, you carved a chunk out of your arm, a massive chunk. Go ahead and let that heal. Take a picture of it and let it heal. And use the, oh my God, you, you dumb, dumb dildo. They do a whole thing when they find out the story. Uh, the blonde lady calls him and she's like, just so you know, the, the, the witch died at the beginning of this movie and then she fucking three kids were burned because uh, some disease was going around and then they all died ex except these one people, except the lady. They thought she was involved so the villagers came in, some Celtic thing, and they're like, she's Celtic, she might as well be evil. So they killed her and they killed her three children. So every Halloween she steals three children and then that, that only the ones from last year can be saved but all the rest of them are dead like real dead 
I'm like, that's really fucking convenient that just the ones from last year can be saved, which includes Nick Cage's kid. Really convenient, isn't it? Isn't that a stupid, stupid, convenient plot device? So that's why all the parents from the last year's kidnapped victims, I guess you'll call them that, are hearing things and seeing visions and getting spooky, spooky nonsense. And they show all three parents and they're all seeing shit. And that's, that's the reason they go down and they try, they figure it out. It's because she, she wants to replace her fucking kids. Who fucking knows? I don't get it. And then they figure out, you know, where was the last place I heard a screaming woman screaming for her kids? Hey, that homeless camp. Homeless guy is full of sage advice, which homeless men in movies always are. In real life, they just scream about the CIA monitoring their brain. I never had one give me sage advice. Just never once. I wanted to have I'm looking for it. I talked to every homeless man I can get my hands on, which is a lot. Anyway, he takes, he shows him this bridge and he's like, hey, you gotta get out of there before midnight, otherwise you're fucked. You're just fucked. You'd be dead. He goes in there, and Nick Cage goes in there, crosses the bridge. It's very What Dreams May Come-ish. He finds the house, which they showed him earlier uh, earlier on the camera. It looked like the ring. It was really stupid. He goes in the house. He gets he goes to the basement. Gets sees all these kids like a mass. This seems pretty cool. He he sees all these kids throughout the years since 1679. So I guess 1680, which would be the first year active duty, stealing three children a year. He's moving his hands through it, all the ghosts, he's just passing right through them, and he's like, uh, Charlie, whatever the fucking kid's name is, son, Charlie. And then he finally touches the kid's hand, he grabs the kid, runs out, all three kids go with him, the one's from the fucking Asian girl and the Mexican kid. Um, they all go up, they run out, they go on the bridge, it's very uneventful at this point. Nick Cage runs into the to the ghost of the the lady. I don't fucking remember her name. Who gives a shit? And then he, he there's a, there's a scene that follows that I couldn't take my eyes off because Nick Cage literally fist fights a fucking ghost, and it was everything I hoped for. It was amazing. I couldn't believe my eyes. And for no reason, the, the kids are like, help him. And they all do like this weird, they all float up. All the old ghosts, the dead, the actual ghosts. Tornado, they get like a Power Ranger move where they all combine and they get bigger and bigger and they do a little thing around her and they take her off. Cage and the kids run, and they run, and the bridge starts collapsing because it's midnight. Because it's this has to be for some reason, um, and for no reason he's like get ahead of me, and then he runs after them, and then he they the bridge collapses. Two kids get across. He's holding on to his kid, throws him up. They climb up, and I was like, oh, he lived. Okay, I, th I thought for sure he was gonna be and then fall. No, no, just. Huh. Bridge disappears, turns back into a doorway. 
Maybe board that fucking door up. Maybe do that. I don't know. Put something there. Make it harder for her. Do something. Get the fucking X-Files involved here. Holy shit. Do, do literally anything about that gateway. It's very dangerous. Three kids a year die because of this fucking thing. So Nick Cage, after this, just brings his fucking kid back. And it's like the end of Face Off. He just walks in the door. He's like, Sean, what's Charlie this time? And she's just like, oh, my kid. Ah, hugs him. Fucking boo-hoo. My kid, I thought my kid was dead for a year. <laughs> kid has no memory of it. Doesn't give a shit. Good luck explaining this to the kid. He's going to... Your therapy bills are going to be through the fucking roof. You're going to go bankrupt because of this therapy. Holy shit. So that's the movie. It's There's a really good movie in the movie. It's just terrible all around it. It's like this really good gooey center with just bad wrapped around it. Nick Cage... We'll get into Nick Cage here in a sec. Let me... I don't recommend this movie... But it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was fine. It was decent. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It's middle of the road. It's so, it's cliche, very cliche. Um, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't break any new ground. At the same time though, a lot of it was interesting to look at. I mean, there's some bad CGI and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I liked the stuff where he went in the house and they saw the ghost. That was really cool looking. Uh, I like the stuff where the, the mythology, I like that sort of stuff. It, it had to do with the cliche route where it's a woman researching notes and translating things and symbols. It had to do that shit though. I just watched Ouija 2 or Ouija Origin of e Evil, whatever the fuck that's called, today also. And that was way better. I expected to hate that movie really bad, but it was, it was fine. I liked it. It was avoided cliches for most of the movie until the last 10 minutes or so. But, but that movie's way better than Pay the Ghost, so let's, uh, let's think about that. Whatever that means to you, I don't know. So let's cover Cage. Out of the three cages, we got Quirk Cage, Quiet Cage, and Rage Cage. This would be, surprisingly, this would be Quiet Cage. Didn't expect that at all. I thought it was for sure gonna be Rage Cage. Looking for his missing son? He's looking everywhere like a, like a lunatic, like a Twilight Zone episode, just screaming at people in public. I thought that was, that was going to be it. And I was like, this is going to be him losing his mind because his kid's gone. And it's not at all. He's like very subdued. He's like, yeah, I can do that. It's, it reminds me of National Treasure Nick Cage, where it's just kind of boring. He's serviceable as an actor, and then he, he doesn't stand out in any way. And it's kind of boring. It's just like the last episode, The City of Angels. Just kind of like, he's there, didn't need to be him. This one really didn't need to be him, though. Uh, I don't need to see Nick Cage in a horror movie. It's kind of freaky. It's kind of weird to me, you know? Nick Cage's other horror movie was called Vampire's Kiss, and it was not a horror movie whatsoever. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, and not out of humor, just strangeness and screaming. But anyway, that's Nick Cage in this movie. It's hard to take him seriously sometimes, and part of that was the wardrobe choices. He's wearing a cowboy outfit and crying over his lost son, and it is very distracting because he looks like Elvis in a weird way. He's got the slick back hair, and he's like, <laughs> and he's got like sequins everywhere. Oh my god, it's so it's so hard to take him seriously. It didn't seem like he was really there, really cared. I, I heard some, there's some, he got mad on set. K 
kicked a kicked a plastic pumpkin around. I don't know what that means. I don't give a shit. But he just didn't really seem like it seemed like a paycheck movie. That's all. And again, middle of the road movie. It's okay. It's not great. Whatever. And that is pay the ghost. Whatever that means. You pay the ghost with your children. I I don't. Didn't really make any sense. Why? Why would you offer to pay the ghost your children? I don't. Mommy, can I pay the ghost? Why would you ask permission to go with them? What the fuck? It didn't make any sense. It was uh, pretend mystique. It was. It was pretend cryptic. It was. Pre it's pretend. It's. It's made up nonsense. And, and all movies are. Don't get me wrong. But this was just pretend mythology, which is just so stupid. Go to LAWstudios.com. This right here. Boop, 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 boop. Go there. Dot com. Check out all the other shows there. Go to this very thing, wherever it is. The subscribe button. I don't know which. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Way, way off, way off. So subscribe and you'll see all the other shows we got in here. We're going to do one video every single Wednesday for 2017 and beyond. Starting in 2017, I should say. I, don't, I, I didn't think, I didn't rehearse this at all. So, until next time. And in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. So long, Nicolas Cage. He's so pretty. Stop doing this with your hair. Why are you like a 56-year-old dude with a 6-year-old? What? <laughs> Dad, can we pay the ghost? Pay the what?